Welcome back to the Crimson Forest. Episode 44. Wickedness, beavers, and a muttering mumbleberry. The chattering chuckleberry, at the entrance of the goblin gully of exclusivity and privilege, gabs to Gretchen Hexenkopf about everything he's seen and heard. Now just who do you think you're talking to? I'm the chattering chuckleberry, of course I've heard their plan. Hazel, Peachwood, and Wooden Wolf plan to trek through the gully into the catacombs and steal some bones to make a witch's hammer. And if you're not careful, they'll use that to snuff you out, Miss Gretchen. <laughs> Do be careful, though. I quite like you. You're pleasant to be around. <laughs> Snook, as usual, sits at Gretchen's feet as she hears this news. I wonder, your wickedness. What sound would a witch make if she were snuffed out? <laughs> I wouldn't know, now would I? Do you think she would fizzle like a dud firecracker? Or kind of peter off like a rumbling belly? <laughs> or maybe make a glup glup glow sound like a popped hot water bottle? <laughs> the chattering chuckleberry can't resist chiming in, as chattering chuckleberries are wont to do. Well, if she's anything like the warlock Xander Klimt, there will be screaming. Lots and lots of screaming. <laughs> mm, yes, yeah, screaming to be sure, but what about the sound caused by the snuffing? <laughs> Is it a womp, a, a bump, a rolling thunder, a, a wooga, a wooga? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I think I'd anticipate some kind of sound. After all, nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> Oh, clever, yes! Then I think we can assume a witch's empty heart will make a sound that a belly makes when it has the cobbly-wobblies after drinking spoiled milk. Enough! Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll soon know what it sounds like to snuff out a fool! Ugh, snuffing out a fool? <laughs> Probably a terribly boring sound. One of Snook's bells dangles in his face. He goes cross-eyed staring at it before flicking it to the side. Gretchen leans pensively against the chattering chuckleberry. The tree's branches reach down and braid a length of her hair. What to do? What to do? Well, it seems to me like you'd be silly not to waylay Hazel Peachwood and Wooden Wolf. After all, they're not expecting you, and with Cobbler's Gulch all but empty, save for some orphans and goats, they're the only ones to stop you from snatching up all the orphans and doing what you wish. Shh. Gretchen takes a moment to admire the perfect braid the tree has fashioned for her. <laughs> and then she licks her teeth. Smiles the way you hope a person would never smile at you, because there's something cold about it. Something calculating. And then she says this. No more gossip. No more hearsay. No more secret slips. Beavers, eat this wooden tongue. And don't forget the lips. 
Gretchen, no, please. <laughs> Snook cackles and swings his cap and bells from one side to the next, as a colony of beavers scamper from the darkness and up the trunk of the chattering chuckleberry, who continues to plead. I can keep a secret, Gretchen! If I believed that tree, I'd leave here. And then Hazel and Wolf would be as good as warned with all your busy bodying. And then Snook would know what it sounds like to snuff out a witch. And probably a fool, too. Please, no, I couldn't... It's too late, of course. The beavers have already made sawdust of the chattering chuckleberry's lips and tongue. And even his uvula, that little punching bag-looking thing at the back of the throat. And then, with their beaver bellies full... The little varmints disappear back into the darkness. There. (laughs) Now you can keep a secret. And I won't have to cut you up and use you to bring my cauldron to a boil. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Tree. This, of course, is a lie. She's definitely not sorry. But perhaps... You can take solace in the fact that you're now the first and only mumbling mulberry in all the Whisperlands. <laughs> Ooh, a muttering mumbleberry tree. <laughs> Gretchen pinches some sawdust from the tree's crestfallen face and rubs it between her fingers. Delighting in her malfeasance, the wickedness pulsing through her like it never has before. Ah. <laughs> hmm. Pumping through her darkening heart with ever more fury as the blood moon draws closer. And with this swell of evil, she and Snook set off to the catacombs with every intent of introducing Wolf and Hazel to her wicked, oh, so very wicked, wicked ways. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch. The Dead Weight. In the meantime, you should spend a moment thinking about what you say, and just as much time thinking about what you don't say. And when you've reflected on those ideas for a good long while, take some time to think about when you say things and when you don't. And once you've got your mind around that, consider who you ought to speak to and who you oughtn't. If you meditate on these suggestions like we hope you will, you'll probably realize that therein is a skeleton key for most any door you're likely to come to in this life. <laughs>